Hey guys, welcome to Two Broke for Therapy, a podcast where uh, we are not therapists. We are not therapists, but we are 20-somethings that tend to put our phones down once a week to talk to a guest about life's problems and <laughs> what it's like to be a 20-something in the modern era. And this week we sat down with Nick Siegel, a longtime friend of ours, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we kind of talked about a lot of different topics from... I mean, we talked about how to have somebody from your hometown growing up, stage your friend, what you do with them. True. Uh, how to get out of your hometown, how to make a big move. Catfishing. Catfishing. That yeah. was a big one. Yeah, that was a big one. What's it like to be curved? And mm-hmm. if we've ever curved anybody? Uh, Nick Siegel, you bring a lot of uh, political talk, correct? Yeah. Yeah, he, he brings so This is an exciting time for America, for California, for all people who uh, are anarchists like myself and would like to see our country's political structure burn into ashes. So it's an exciting time. Yeah, you can't wait to get into that talk. That, that, was, that was the best intro, or at least a promise of a great conversation that we could have given the intro. And yeah, we talked about so much uh, stuff this week, but let's give a little goal update real quick at top. Um, first off, it was my birthday this past weekend. I drank a lot of beer. I didn't know I drank three Guinnesses at a bar that we went to after. <laughs> but someone was like, yeah, you drank like three Guinnesses. I was like, who bought them for me? And this guy like bought me so many beers. I had no idea. And that's definitely why I threw up that night. But, nice. you know, throwing up on your birthday is like, you know, crying at a funeral. It just is supposed to happen. <laughs> um, but I, I had a blast. And, uh, yeah, I definitely gained like Five pounds. <laughs> Just nice. eating nothing but pizza and consuming as anything that I can get my hands off. Um, and what about your goal? I mean, Xander Wave played a show, technically. Yeah, Xander Wave played your birthday. Yeah, it was um, a blast. It's awesome. Uh, slowly building up his, his repertoire, his resume of shows played. Um, still really lagging on trying to get him a paid gig. But, I mean, every show that he does do, every show that he's able to get out there and just get some exposure is, is good for him. It's so. beneficial, yeah. And, you know, we all are working, like, to set up and help and everything. So it's like you're, we're still putting in work for it. Exactly. You know? it's, it's good practice. Good practice. At this yeah. point. I made uh, a video this time around uh, for the birthday, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a blast. It was a such a fun weekend, uh, birthday-wise. I got to hang out with you guys on Sunday. And then, you know, Monday, my actual birthday... Hung out all day with my best friends, went and watched the Warriors take a W, and then had some uh, chicharrones on a rooftop, and then, yeah, it took a great Instagram photo, <laughs> and that's all I could really ask for. That was really nice, the Warriors, to get a win on your birthday, Steve. I know. My dad called me, actually. He was like, are you excited? And I was like, yeah, dude, it's my birthday. I'm so stoked. He was like, no, 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 no. Game seven, baby. Game seven. <laughs> and I was like, no. Um... But yeah, it, it, it was great. It was so much fun. And that bar was so livid. So I thought to Gestalt, dude. That place is always holds it down for the Warriors game, except mm-hmm. on our TV. <laughs> um, hey. But yeah, it, it was super fun. And I'm glad that we had Nick on the show this week, who I spent uh, at least a couple of days this weekend with. And yeah, he's a great guest. What, what else can I say? Uh, we know, we've known each other forever, right? How long have you known Nick, roughly? Freshman year of high school? Yeah, freshman year of high school, both of you guys. Yeah, yeah, both of you. So I've probably known you one year longer. Yeah? Off and on. Yeah, ten years. Ten years. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Whoa. <laughs> Shout out to us. Wow. Yeah, great. Oh, man. I gotta, we got to go back on MySpace and find those videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a great time. We talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, on some real shit definitely gets real. Yeah. And uh, this new mix from Xander Wave this week is a birthday exclusive, so look forward to that. Nick, what was one word to coming on the podcast? How would you describe your experience? You can even use three if you really mm. want. One to three words. One to three words. You love giving that range. Yeah. Mm. I'll use one word. All right, yeah. let's do it. Liberating. 
liver love it love it Look, my first ever podcast wow. really first, first ever, ever podcast show of- oh well I hope it was a good time and That's we hope awesome. to have you back on and uh, yeah thank you guys so much for listening and you can always submit questions at therapy.com and let's dive into the episode let's do it Quit our senior year. Yes. This is how we all three met each other. Now, I mean, we might as well dive in. We all played volleyball together in high school. I met Nick in biology class. Had a great time. Um, And then we just became friends. Yeah, I I remember everything. Yeah. Um, And that was our freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Alpin, who also lives up here, records strange videos. Yeah, photo booth and... Man, yeah, IMAX were so hot back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that IMAX was were, the that was the thing to do. GarageBand? GarageBand. Oh, yeah. We fucked around with video editing. Yeah, that was, like, a very cool time. And just freshman year, and you and I, we decided to try every sport that we could to try to find where we fit in. Um, two completely different body types. <laughs> um, we tried football, which was, like, weightlifting, just didn't work out. Then we tried – we were going to try track, which didn't work out. We thought about soccer. And we did volleyball, and then it just worked out. And then, Ben, you came the next year, and you were already used to playing volleyball. I've been playing volleyball my whole life. Yeah, and then we all were in that Pisani rule of of terror for me. Um, I'm right there with you, man. And then we all played through high school, and then I, me and Corey quit because I did film, and he did his firefighting stuff, and we were just burnt Mm. out. And then you guys stayed, and then you went really deep into the playoffs that year, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, my yeah. Your I think we went. We went to second or third round. We lost to Mirror Coast to both yeah. years. Damn, we had a savage. <laughs> yeah, at their at their at, house. Yeah, um, I remember that day very distinctly. Yeah, I came in for a highlight block. Didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get it. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's crazy. And oh, fuck, yeah, weird. Nick, how did we meet? Through Steven. Through Steven? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my friend Ben. He played volleyball. He's in a wheelchair. Nice. Oh, yeah, that was the wheelchair. Was yeah, baby. Damn. What year were you in a wheelchair? Not a lot of people know that, huh? You were in a wheelchair for how long? Uh, Four months. Four months? Hips? Yeah, hip, my hip. hip. Just right, like, right. imagine right where the hip socket joint is. The socket. Just pop? And my leg popped in, popped out, and just cracked it up. Oh. So it wasn't like I didn't have mobility on my leg. I just couldn't put pressure on it. And they, they gave me the option of... Half body cast or wheelchair. So I picked wheelchair. Yeah. Half body cast? Yeah. That would have been pretty fun to go to class in. Oh my god. I would have <laughs> you lost died. it. I would have lost it. <laughs> you would have been known as the cast kid. Exactly. The mummy. Now, now I'm known as Jesus who walks. Yeah, dude. You, re- you rose. I did rose. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was oh, man. Yeah. That, when you said that the other day at dinner, you were like, I was in a wheelchair like Drake for like 
months, I was like, yo, I completely forgot you're like borderline yeah. handicapped. I have a huge appreciation for handicap accessible areas, man. I always notice that. When there's wow. a little ramp to go up, that's You, you walk up them now. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck them. <laughs> no, they are, I made it, man. It was just so funny, too, because as a freshman, like, it's such a formative time. Like, people yeah. met me and, like, didn't even think twice to ask. So it was just kind of like they thought I was handicapped. Man. Yeah. <laughs> How many people were, like, stunned when you, you showed up to school, like, non-handicapped? Oh, people were blown out of the water. I, you, you, I used to, like, stand during, like, break and lunch and stuff. And, like, towards the very end when I yeah. knew I was good. But, like, I should probably still not do too much. Like, there'd be, like, a ball or something, like, five feet away, and I'd stand up and grab it, and people were like, <gasps> Oh, man. Jesus has risen again! We should have done some, like, evangelical, like, thing at lunch where I, like, throw a bunch of water on you and you stand up and <laughs> someone's, like, shouting and hallucinating. Uh, yeah, oh, my God. Well, that sucks, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I still managed to get a girlfriend, though, so. Yeah, you had it. The wheelchair worked, dude. You had great rims. Yeah, hey, I did have great rims. <laughs> great rims. You always had someone to push you around. Always. Who was the main pusher? Sam. Sam? What a loyal kid. Producer Sam. Producer Sam. And speaking of Sam, shouts out to you, dude. You graduated. Congratulations, boy. Yeah, he was done. We had dinner. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. Huge shout out to his family, Tracy and Peter, for showing us so much hospitality. Yeah. Tracy, hope you're listening. This yeah. is your Sam update. <laughs> had a uh, had a fish taco. What did you have? You had chicha. No, you had carnitas, huh? I just had a big plate of carnitas. Yeah, it was a gnarly place, dude. That dinner spot was... It was great. It was pretty good, yeah. Had a lot of margaritas. Peter wow. had, like, this amazing tequila that I got to try, thankfully. That was, like, not... Did not taste any... It was, like, aged tequila. Mm-hmm. Tasted nothing like it, and it blew my mind. When I when I'm his age, that's exactly what I'm gonna drink. Tequila, aged tequila, aged tequila. When I'm a dad, aged tequila, straight. Wow. That's it only. What's your dad drink of choice? When you're a dad, what do you want to just be known for drinking? My dad doesn't drink much. She'll drink beer every now and then, uh, but probably like a nice whiskey. Nice whiskey. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna have a keg in my house. Like Ace. Like, like Ace. Yeah. I'm gonna have like Miller Light. Like oh, something like... to keep me maybe thin, but I'm just gonna drink so much of it. It does nothing. It just negates the white factor of Miller. <laughs> Um, cause I, yeah, that are just like, uh, you know, the woman who's like training me to be the best I can be at my job. She is really into wine on tap. Yeah. If you could believe that. Whoa. Yeah. They like have like a company, I think where they like go and put kegs in restaurants for wine on tap. And yeah. it's like gnarly. I'm down with that. Could you imagine a wine keg stand? I'm down with it. Yeah. I want it. I need it. That's like some like Roman shit. That's how you really frat it up. I feel. Oh my goodness. And yeah, oh fuck, I'm into that. Some Shiraz on tap. Exactly. I I do like a beer wine tap, you know, side by side. Give people options. Give people options. When they come to my expansive backyard. Do you want, okay, this is a question I always have. This this will be my question for the group. What's the one thing you want in your backyard when you're grown up? Hmm. Do you even want a backyard? I want a backyard, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want a back and front. Yeah, I want a half court basketball court. Mm. Like I would just want like half a court. I want to be able to shoot hoops, have a three point line, you know, high school range, so that my son can get used to it. And just like you know, I love the fact that I could just go in the backyard and shoot some hoops. I don't want a pool. I don't need a pool. Mm. You know, <laughs> too much to do, too much to upkeep. Yeah, basketball court, it's just there. If you, I mean, I've seen people who have like sand volleyball courts. Oh wow, those are pretty mm. fun. Yeah, it'd also be cool to have. Have you seen like those sport court? Tiles. Yeah. 
something like you sport court and you could have two holes for volleyball, put another hole for a basketball mm. court, and like have it just be like a uh, little play area. Yeah. Love that. Multi-purpose area. Maybe have a hoop cool. on the side. Put some I, cushion I just want like a nice barbecue, nice spot to sit. Yeah, I want like I guess, some... I guess a place to gather. Yeah, a place to gather. I want uh-huh. some like overhanging like lights like we have in the room here at Little OC. Like, you know, over the balcony and stuff like that. That'd be uh-huh. adorable. I'm really into this shade of lighting. I know this is an audio podcast and you can't see it, <laughs> but that really like yellow glowy light, like mm-hmm. that like France lamp. That's yeah. what I look for. You know, I love. And for that. those who are listening, they're Christmas lights. Yes, you soft, can even yeah. light Christmas. Soft. It's a great color, like the soft, yeah, kind of whitish yellow. Yeah, that's how people describe me. Um. <laughs> yeah, not to just kind of put it on a solemn note, but um, on some. This is going to kind of timestamp it, so I initially apologize, but it's just it needs to be said. Timestamp it on some real shit. Um, my heart goes out to UCLA. There was another school oh, shooting yeah. there today. Um, that just kind of really hit home to just kind of like see the social media upbringing after that. Um, it was just all too familiar for what happened at UC Santa Barbara. Two years ago, right? Yeah. It's actually kind of like last week, right? Yeah. Last week. Yeah. I posted all about it. I mean, like I was very, very much involved in that. Like that was a huge turning point for me. Like having a sense of security kind of ripped away and like, I just, I just had resources to use. So I I put them into use, you know, like, like. It was just, it's just an insane feeling to have to call your parents and be like, I'm okay. To have that realization that you need to do that. So I know how everybody in LA is feeling right now, especially the UCLA students. So um, on some real shit, um, not one more. That's, that was the big slogan for UCSB. I hope it transcends to UCLA. Um, I just hope this stops soon, man. It's just, it's, it's too, too crazy. And there was this really great article about LA Times that I just read that just kind of was like, now that they deemed it a murder-suicide, like, it's just kind of going to go under the rug. But yeah. this is another instance where, you know, same shit's happening. I, Obama's talked about it. Gun control lobbyists have talked about it. Everybody's yeah. trying to push it through their own way. It's just, when are you going to see college kids not get shot? Or high school kids? Or elementary school kids? Yeah. I mean, it's a stressful time in everybody's life. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's hard to put some somebody, even if they are, like, not mentally all there... And, like, some form of, like, stressful situation where they're feeling, like, mad pressure, which can be, like, purely assessed to the schoolwork, but then also not maybe fit in, like, a social atmosphere and stuff and still feel, like, missing. So it's, like, you know, it's sad that those things happen, but if there's, like, a system kind of that is, like, you know, where that shit happens is where people are under mad stress. It's, like, postal workers, dude, going postal. It's because the mail never stops. Mm-hmm. You know, dentists hate inflicting pain on people every day. That's why they usually, like, you know, do crazy, stupid shit. So, yeah. Well, well, here's my thing, especially, is, like, I still am bewildered why having a mental health physician is not as commonplace as having a physical health physician. Hmm. You know, there's still, as much as everybody talks about it, like, there's still a big stigma, I think, around having a therapist, having somebody who looks over your mental health. It's really not something that's treated well, not something that's taken well by your family or your friends. Sure. And, like, I've always been a big proponent that, like, everybody should have a therapist. Hmm. That's why I love the show. You know, like, this is our way of getting it out. So it's, like, I'm just waiting for the day when, like, I have my kids and I get them their primary care physician I get their primary care therapist at the same time. Ooh. That'd be pretty sick. Hopefully we don't have to pay for it. 
Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. you're too broke? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe because of uh, socialism um, by then, hopefully. Uh, but you went to UCLA, Nick. What kind, of, uh, what kind of stuff did you see that affected you through that stuff today? I mean, it's pretty surreal. Like, I don't know if it's really, like, hit me 100%, but, like, <clears throat> you log into Facebook and, you know, the first five pages are half of, the, half of them articles and half of them are people who are, like, saying things like, I'm Think, okay. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's crazy how... And part of me is like, it's, you know, again, it's, it's hard for this to sit in, but part of me is like, oh, well, you know, it's just, it's another Wednesday. Like, people are shooting and dying. I'm like, what's new? This is America. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. It, and it's, it, if there was something to do about it, I would like get up in arms and do it. But there's, it, it just seems like there's not much to be done. Like, it doesn't take much for a pissed off person to get a gun and like do lots of damage. Yeah. Do some stupid shit for sure. It's like, what are you going to do to stop it? Like, I don't know. Call, call the call the cops and make that person stop. It's like you can't like. It's like how do you? Yeah, it's like you know, people gonna do what they're gonna do. Yeah, that's the fucked up part. Yeah, people want to be dicks and do shit like that. Like they're gonna do it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's great to see the support and like people saying never again, never again. But like, I just wish there was something we could do. Yeah, it, it's and it's hard to see that in our political system right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there are gun control lobbyists and there are gun activist lobbyists. So yeah, it's yeah. like... The NRA, baby. Yeah. That's why I'm just really confident that a lot of us, like-minded people, we're about to be in the forefront of politics. Yeah. Unfortunately, to say a lot of those older olden thoughts are dying out. And yeah. eventually we're going to be replaced with it. So, not that it's a matter of time. I think we still need to push hard, but... No, oh, definitely, dude. The average viewing age of Fox News is like 65 years old. Yeah. That's like insane. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Shouts out to all my seniors. Um, yeah. Do you think that... Shout to Bill if you're listening. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, what, at what age do you think we're going to actually get to see the country that we kind of want to see? I mean, we might never, obviously, but like... It's a good, uh, good lead into my real... Real shit? Go real for shit. it. With it. So I was a political science major, and political uh, philosophy and political science is pretty all over the place. And this Donald Trump situation is pretty weird, pretty yeah. unprecedented, but it plays on a lot of fears that a lot of old white people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of a, a fracture and a, a riff of you know kind of how the country's going. And there's like these old you know, religious people, and there's young like liberal anarchists like ourselves. <laughs> And uh, it's crazy how things are going. And, like, part of me is, like, Trump, he's the worst thing ever. He's terrible. But then also part of me is, like, the president doesn't have as much power as people think. Yeah. So, so hear me out here. Mm-hmm. So let's say Trump does get elected. People are all pissed off at things. And things need to change. And Obama sucks. And Bush sucks. And everyone sucks. And we're playing off, you know, things used to be bad. And now they're going to be different and better. And let's get an outsider like Trump. So let's say we elect Trump. And four years later, we're like, oh, shit. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Hopefully... In that scenario, which is like a worst case scenario, I'm doing air quotes here, mm-hmm. that can actually stimulate some changes and progress in the country and actually change some election laws and change yeah. how the media portrays certain things. And maybe it'll actually change how, you know, this, this establishment money talks kind of situation. Hopefully it'll, it'll mix things up. I feel like we need some mixing up. Hopefully it doesn't take a, a fascist to do that. Yeah. But four years is not long, you know, not much in the long scheme of things. And so... You know, if Sanders gets same thing with Sanders. If Sanders gets elected and he tries to like do all this crazy, you know, socialist stuff, which you know you can go either way about it. Yeah. Like maybe that'll also say, hey, we need to change some things as well. Like let's let's mix things up. The status quo isn't you know, not much has changed since Reagan. True. 
And I don't think Hillary Clinton will do much to change a lot of shit. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. she is like the she's the drone that will be. I think I mean I don't know obviously, but like I feel like Hillary wants the presidency for the presidency, not to like do much shit. If that makes any sense, well, like I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure she's, she's got her ideas. I'm, I'm sure she is a good person, and like it's easy to it's easy to hate every single person. I mean, out of anyone who's in like the top twenty candidates, yeah. I'm sure all of them are good people and want to actually get good shit done. But it, it, it's without a doubt that we need some change going on. Yeah, like, whatever so, it takes to. So just paraphrase. What, yeah. what What's your question to all of us? Uh, oh, it was just, that was me ranting. That was my real talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Great. I love that. I love it. Cool. Uh, yeah, just, just, uh, I'm very interested with the political landscape and I'm being surprised every single day. It is and very I interesting. hope that regardless of what happens, uh, this stimulates in a couple of years, it stimulates people to like take a real look at what's going on and like say, Hey, what, let's make some good decisions here that can actually change the things in the right way. Yeah. Instead of just persisting, persisting the status quo and just having nothing done and then bitching about whoever was the former party in power awesome make sure you guys go out and vote on Tuesday this is the last podcast before uh, we actually get to go and vote what is Tuesday that is today's the first so that would be the sixth seventh make sure you guys go and vote on the seventh if you uh, are in California obviously and are a registered voter which I don't know I I shouted out on Twitter I was like make sure you guys are registered to vote I found out this weekend that maybe like four of my friends are not registered to vote Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like kind of brutal but Still, um, something I want to just throw into the mix here. Something I've been talking about politics, like Xander Wave putting in the mix. What do you feel about changing the presidency's term to a one-year, six-year term? Because I'll give you some background. In my opinion, the first sure. four years are purely catered to getting the next four. Yeah, not a lot of change happens, and sure. if so it's just laying some groundwork for something that they're going to hit at the six-year mark. Sure. So, what do you think about? changing the terms so that they have one six-year term to get as much stuff done as they can, then they're out. People have presented that. It used to be there was no term limit. Yeah. It was uh, one of the Roosevelt's. Some, yeah, some, I mean, one, one president was there. For, uh, FDR or something was like three or four terms. Like they, yeah, FDR. Didn't. And President uh, or George Washington also did. They wanted, him, they wanted him to do more, but he didn't want to or something like that. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it's the same thing like, I mean, I mean, like Senate and Congress and all that stuff. Like the goal of a politician is to get reelected. Yeah. And I mean, that's just the way the system is. There's also been in Congress. I mean, there's no, there's no limits in Congress and in the Senate. Mm. So they, people have presented doing that. Uh, It's all, I mean, all the years and stuff is arbitrary. Like it's not a bad idea, but a lot of these people also like, they just have another person who just emulates exactly what they did. They bring them in. Yeah. So do you think we need that, change regardless? I don't know. It's funny that was Obama's biggest uh, driving point during the beginning of his election was like change, 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 and not a lot happened. Not, well, people well, think be, the president has so much control. Yeah. He's only one third he's, of yeah, the government. Yeah. You know, like love he, it. He, dude. He's a figurehead and he's able to like kind of turn policy certain ways. But that's why also Trump gets elected. Like he can't really do that much. Like yeah. He, the president's not the president's not allowed to like declare war, not allowed to change taxes. Like a lot of this stuff is done by Congress, and pe- yeah. people overthink the bounds of the president is like the prime minister, or, or not even the prime minister, is like the overlord. the dictator, yeah, yeah. Some, some overlord or something, the king. Interesting, yeah, it is an interesting. Idea. Love doing real shit, Nick. Yeah, yeah, love, <laughs> love, love it. love it. I'm glad that you had a forum to just tell us about that shit because I, I haven't. We talked about politics uh, this weekend, which is kind of on some real shit. Thanks to everybody who came to my birthday. Which we talked about in the intro, but again, it was a big 
positive push for me. I had a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of highs, not many lows, but at the same time, I, I had a I had a blast, and everybody that came out it was so much fun. And we went to the park and had a great day after uh, mm-hmm. the party on Saturday, and then Monday had a really low key day. The Warriors won, and then we had some delicious dinner. So that that's one half of my on some real shit, and then the other half is loyalty. I just want to know, how important is loyalty to you guys? Obviously, loyalty technically is everything, but let's say, um, how many times does it take someone to either double-cross you or frustrate you to kind of push them out? Once. Once? Um, I'm all about loyalty. Interesting. Loyalty is huge for me, and it takes a long time for somebody to try and bring themselves back into my life if they've proven to me that they're going to go behind my back. Can I push you on that? Yeah. There was a point where I was not loyal to you. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with me now? <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> okay, okay. Because totally. once but, is once. Are yeah. you talking from the adult scheme of things now? Like, yeah, adult scheme. Okay, okay. Because yeah. we were definitely still yeah, children. Yeah, when we were children, yeah, that, that shit happens. We ain't grown. Ever since I was in college, though, I've just said yeah, cool. my, my values have totally changed about who I keep in my circle. How I look at myself is how I look at the people I surround myself with. 100%. So I don't want anybody in my circle that's even has the slightest chance of crossing me. And I always have this thing, too, is, like, I don't really... I have a lot of acquaintances and a lot of people I'm, like, very friendly with, but, like, an actual true friend of mine, we have a real friend moment. Yeah. And that I can really point to. And that doesn't happen with everybody, so... True. And that, that comes with trust. That that enables the trust to flow. Yeah. Me. Loyalty enables the trust to flow. Mm-hmm. TM, Ben Simons. Simmons. <laughs> hey. It's Simmons, not Simons. Uh, <laughs> how, how important... Uh, is loyalty to you before I go into my little rant? Um, you know, I haven't really thought about it. Like, I haven't... That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't like people fucking with me. Obviously. And I don't like to feel like I've been fucked with. But... <laughs> this guy does not like to get fucked with. <laughs> but usually people, they get my respect until they lose it. Yeah. So it takes a lot to lose my respect, and once you lose it, like, you might not even think that I'm mad at you, but, like, I'm just not going to try to hang out with you. I don't want people, again, I don't want people in life who are going to bring me down in any regard of, like, you know, there's certain friends we all used to have, like, now do a ton of drugs, and, like, you can't hang out with them because they want to do drugs all the time, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, you got to separate yourself from that and, you know, hang out with people that are, like, really smart and really articulate and, like, kind of bring you up and elevate you, and if someone is not loyal, I mean, again, what does loyal mean to, like, you got to... I mean, I mean, loyal. If someone fucks with you, like they shouldn't be in your like your circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they backstab you, like yeah. It's not so. It's not such like a Brutus uh, Caesar kind of concept, but also just kind of like loyalty to you, as in like they're there for you as well. Like um, they are a true friend or a true person in your life. Like that's how I see loyalty. Like my big thing is, you know, I've had plenty of friends that are super loyal to me that love me, and that was kind of you know pushed by my birthday like it was great to have those people come up and like also all the people that reached out to me like those people are mad loyal but there's some people that over the years have fallen off and you know I don't necessarily not like those people anymore but you know loyalty fades it's like we're getting older and older and you know you lose relationships and connections with people but to me the biggest thing I wanted to bring up is like loyalty and the fact of like Brutus like getting fucked over like I don't fuck with anybody that has fucked me over. And I think that uh, over this past weekend, I talked to a couple different people about it um, who have been fucked over, and they have different mindsets, like, you know, a second chance. And as someone who would probably want a second chance, I feel like I should give people second chances. So for me, I just want to know, like, do you think 
second chances are warranted sometimes, or do you think that they are all kind of like depending on the situation? I feel like I'm really cold about this. Yeah, you're ice cold. I'm looking in your eyes right now, and you're just like, no remorse. <laughs> ice cold. It's just one or done for me. Yeah. Because I, if like I leave someone's life, I don't expect to come back. Hmm. Same. It's it's what I expect. What I expect from myself, I expect out of other people as well. True. So I don't expect a second chance. So I'm really not out to give people a lot of second chances. My second chances come very few and far between. Hmm. Steve, you brought up a good point. Like that 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 what happened between us was like in a very yeah. childish portion of our life. Of course. Once you guys are just not going to dig into what happened? Oh, we will. Stop guessing? Yeah. Uh, oh, we're man. saving this for yeah, the... Yeah, we're saving this for sure. We will get to that point. Yeah. That will be a hell of an episode. Exactly. We'll dive into that. We've got to have someone that was there on the podcast yeah. to like be the mediator. But just know... That's something to look forward to. Great. <laughs> that story for sure. Love that. We can tell you off air. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. But but yeah, like that's the thing is loyalty for me. Like I I think of it obviously in the term of like relationships and like I was fucked over by a girl and gave her a second chance and then was almost immediately fucked over again and that just kind of cements my thing is like why well, give somebody a second chance because we'll probably redo the same thing they did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I will throw a, an exception out into there. Yeah. Family. Oh, family for sure. Um, I have family that just yeah. like consi- they just consistently mess up, and like that's just who they are. And if we're blood, we're blood. Like I'm always going to take care of them. Yeah. So it's like that's how fam it's- is fam for sure. Exactly. No one can but do people something. who you choose to be in your circle on yeah. a day to day life. Yeah. No second chance. I've just come to a point where there's a while where I tried to like keep up this facade of like little friend group and all these people and, like you know be nice to everyone all the shit and then I got to a certain point probably. At the end of college, when I moved up to San Francisco, I'm just like, if I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about the image. Like, you know, life is too short to, like, try to impress people, and you got to be happy. And if I don't want to hang out with, you know, I have this this one friend who, like, it's just him, and he always hangs out with the bros, and he wants to have me come over, and I got to enjoy hanging out with just the bros and broing out, like... Anymore. So, anymore. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not past that point. But, like, you know, it's fun, and sometimes I do want to do it, but, like, I don't feel bad about him being like, oh, come on, dude. Like, it'll be so much fun. Like, what are you doing else? You're just going to sit there and watch Netflix? Like, yeah, dude. I'm yeah. Fucking like, got to catch up on Peaky Blinders. Bros and, like, pretend like I give a shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely very you gotta make your, you got to make yourself happy. Like, and, and part, we were also talking about, like, you have older friends that don't, you know, stay in contact or whatever. Like, I don't feel like that's uh, a negative thing so much. And, like, sometimes I do see old friends out in season high school, and it's like, just like we're back together and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't like knock them for that because life's crazy and tough and yeah. everyone's going through their own challenges and you know you got to take care of yourself. Um, I agree, but you just got to be a good person. Like if you're being a dick, like I don't want to hang out with dicks. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks guys. That was yeah, that yeah. Was great. And that was like on some real shit, which is funny. This actually kind of flows directly into the next question. Hit him. Which Hit is us that, with it, Steve. I'm on it. <laughs> which is asked by Robin Hood, and the question is, hey guys. I know you were longtime friends from the same hometown. And my question is, what do you gain from having people you've known for so long in your life still? And how have you kept those relationships? I have a bunch of friends from my hometown, but we never talk. And I even live in the same city as some people from high school, but I never see any of them. Ben, you're really good at keeping uh, friends around. Nick, mm-hmm. you're from our hometown. So why don't you dive into this first? I'd love to hear your, just your opinion on how do you, what do you gain from these relationships first off? I just feel like, I'm in a constant struggle with myself to mature myself, advance myself, and just, you know, become the next better version of myself. So by surrounding myself with people that have seen me since day one, it just kind of keeps me grounded. 
True. At, at, at the basis of it, you know. Other than sharing, like, cool memories of when you guys did some stupid stuff when you were younger. Yeah. That's always a good moment. Um, and just, like, especially having someone who understands and sees how your mentality has grown and changed. I really value those people because they can really keep me from making, like, either rash decisions or just, like, making a decision that's way more in line with where my life is going. Because it's hard enough to, like, see where yourself is going. So having people like that really like just you know it's it, it to put it metaphorically it's like putting bumpers on a bowling lane yeah you know what I mean I'm constantly going left to right left to right like I'm just like banging it along the sides and having old friends really make sure that I don't go in the gutter. Hmm. Do you ever feel like these old friends from past time are slowing you down and keeping you back in this kind of primitive state and not letting you grow? There have been a few, yes. And I will willingly accept that in my life because if they've given me something that's helped me to get to where I am today, then I will give them something back hmm. ultimately. Um, and, and that, and that's just so, such a hard thing to scale and such a hard thing to really wrap your head around is when someone's really pulling you down because usually there's a lot of emotion involved. There's a lot of love involved. There's just a lot of, you know, so a lot of attachment involved. So, yes, there are instances that have held me back, but I will willingly put in that time to make sure that either one, I run, I have it run its course, or two, I really give it its full thought. Is that, I think, just like how you said, it definitely helps keep me grounded. I also do love that there's people that, you know, have had kind of the same experience growing up as me, all kind of get not only, like, weird, obscure references, but also kind of understand what it was like to grow up in our hometown, know mm-hmm. kind of where we all came from. And also the importance of what it is to to most people that are from there to get out. Mm-hmm. And I think that having that support system, which is like, you know, very strong and, you know, we're a great community of people. We're all nice guys and like, you know, we're all super real. So it's cool and hardworking too. And like the fact that we all have each other and stuff is very important to me. And it also keeps me going because it's kind of like, you know, a sense of home away from home. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what keeps me going. I think if I didn't have friends that I knew from home up here, I wouldn't be able to have grown and feel as comfortable. Like when I first moved up here, the only person that I knew was Corey and Sam, right? This was before you moved up here and you moved up here. And, you know, Sam was super crucial to me when I lived up here. Like I met so many people through him. I, you know, became super close to him more than I ever was, obviously. And it was important to have that support system. And he didn't really have that either. Until, like, I moved up here for, like, the six months until you got there. Just, like, having someone there that knew all of his friends and he could, like, reference and, you know, was just kind of comfortable sitting in silence with. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, those were my closest friends where we could just all sit and not talk for an hour. But, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Nick? I'm really bad at this. So this is a fun question. Um, I try, I mean, so at least also moving up here, like, Again, all, I mean, we just graduated from college. Like, work is very persistent, and it's hard to find time for stuff like this. Yeah. Um, and there's always, you know, there's always excuses to make about why you're so busy and there's no time for this stuff. Um, for me, a lot of it's just really hard to do this. And so, what I've tried to do recently is just like send people texts and be like, "Hey, let's get dinner sometime." Yeah. And like, there's this one dude who I'm trying to hang out with who like it's just really hard with his schedule. He's traveling and like. I have certain things on certain weeknights where I can't do stuff or like I'm traveling on the weekends to, to go see my girlfriend and like it's just hard to make it happen but I think it's a, a lot of about the effort and like you know we haven't we've been pretty unsuccessful the last like month and a half we've tried to like get dinner 
but like we gotta just keep trying it and like just make the effort to keep doing it um there's another friend who i've hit up a couple times like hey let's hang out let's go get a, you know let's go get a drink tonight hey you should come to this party we're doing like and he just keeps saying no i'm busy no i'm busy no i'm busy and part of me is like well fuck you like you let me know if you want to chat um but i know that he is like actually busy and yeah. like it's just you know it's about persistence and about like not taking it personally if people can't hang out and like if they are your friend they will make a, a, a point to try to hang out with you and if they're not your friend and they don't want to hang out then they'll you know, let maybe you know. they're not they'll let you know and maybe you know and, and maybe now's not a good time for them and they're going through some shit and like they need a couple months or a year or whatever to like reconnect um but it's hard like it's really hard to keep these relationships going when you're different schedules different parts of the city you're doing different shit like you just gotta both make the effort and if it's if it's there and you actually want to hang out and make it happen yeah i think also go for it ben. i would say make that happen to us like when i first moved up here you know like yeah. we went for a coffee date yeah. We went to a top estate, you know, like we had like specific scheduled out times and we we're like, yeah, let's make some time and really hang out with each other, reconnect. And that's also what wanted, made me wind up here in Loyal yeah. C, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just because we both were like, hey, yeah, let's, let's hammer out some time. Oh, yes, please. Oh, look at this. Um, and not, not every story is successful, you know, but for the people that's meant to be in your life right now, I feel like things kind of work out. That's the thing. I, I, I'm very similar. I think the people that I know from our hometown that are up here that I associate myself with are the people that I want to be associated with, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that live up here that I don't see ever. And that's just because maybe we weren't that close originally, but when we see each other, we still have that weird connection of, like, we're from the same place. Yeah, like, you never, you never had a break. Yeah, yeah, it's like you never had a break because it's like we grew up together. Yeah. And, also, and fortunately, like, we're adults and life changes and, like... You're probably not going to have the same relationship you did in high school. Yeah, and that's okay. No, that's why I want. You're going yeah. to meet new people. You're going to do different things. Uh, maybe you'll go for a, you know a trip up, you know, up to some little suburb. You know, if you're in San Francisco, maybe you're going to take a trip to Napa together in a couple months. Yeah. Like, that'd there'll be, be fun things you do, but like it's just not going to be the same. And like, just try to keep that relationship going. Don't let it die, but don't be depressed when it's hard to make things happen. Yeah. yeah, and I would say my biggest recommendation for you, if you have friends in your city that you're in now from your hometown and you want to reach out to them, just Facebook them and be like, hey, would you ever want to grab a drink or something? It'd be nice to catch up with someone from, you know, my local area. Yeah. I think that's – reaching out and trying is never going to hurt your feelings. And if it does, then fuck them. You don't have to hang out yeah, with them. Come with kindness. No one's going to be offended if you're like, hey, yeah. let's catch up. Let's get yeah. a drink. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Great. Um, ben, you asked this next one. All right. <laughs> I love that the hardest part of the show is reading questions. Yeah. All right. Uh, next message is from Tokyo Drift, subject curved. Have you ever been curved or curved somebody? If so, what are your feelings on the subject? Um, just to give a little background about what being curved is, just in case our listeners don't know. It's basically if a significant or just somewhat somebody of interest is trying to get at you, um... You basically never say no, but you never say yes at the same time. Yeah, I think you, that thing. You kind of draw lead people on. Yeah, you yeah. lead people on, you draw them along, and then you like curve around the situation. With no intention of actually. Hanging yeah. Out yes. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's the key. You have no initial intention of actually hanging out, but you just wait until the last minute to just kind of curve them. Besides the point. I mean, I've been curved plenty of times. Mm. You know, the last girl that I dated uh, basically was like, yeah, we'll hang out. Yeah, I'll come and visit you. Oh, let's do this. And then, like, the last time that we were supposed to hang out, she was like, 
yo, I got sick last night. I can't come through today. And she didn't let me know until an hour before she was going to come through. And it was just like, fuck that. And I stopped talking to her. And I haven't talked to her since. And that's probably because she was trying to curve me. Which is fine. And, like, being curved sucks. Like, it does blow. Because it's like, you are putting an effort out that you think is going to end in something. And curving somebody, like, hell yeah. I've definitely, you know, have gone home before. And people are like, yo, let's hang out. Let's kick it for a night. Let's do something. Um, Or, like, you know, let's go on a date when you're back in Orange County. And... You know, I have so limited free time when I'm out there trying to see so many people that are, like, mad important to me that sometimes I've got to not hurt your feelings and still kind of leave that door open for a later time. But I'm not, I don't want to say no, so I have to say not now. And, I mean, it depends on the situation, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, it sucks to be curved and it sucks to curve almost. Mm -hmm. It's like you're curving them usually for, like, a selfish reason. But it could be, like, because you're in a weirder other relationship. Like, the girl that I was seeing that, like, curved me, she, like, was in a relationship with another guy. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, she had a valid reason to leave me behind. I'm glad that I found that out. But she didn't you tell me. Would appreciate if she just said, "Hey, listen, sorry, I'm still with this guy." Like, no, I would 100. percent I would 100. percent in the future. Yeah. Period. I would have 100 percent have rather that happen, and I don't think I would have been as bad off as I have been the past like four months if she did that. And that's the reason why I don't fuck with her now is because she curved me and she wasn't honest with me. So fuck it. And like, if she ever does come back around again, I'm just gonna be like, "Yo, you suck ass." <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm just going to lay into her. I'm going to... Woo! I can't wait. Woo! I hope it that? Yeah, I'm going to woo! All over her, dude. <laughs> oh, I hope she comes in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Nick, podcast. Yeah, Nick, what's your opinion on this? So first off, love the name Tokyo Drift for... For this curve question. Um, I think it's just a weak move. Like, when I was younger and I didn't understand, like, how to flirt with girls and do all this stuff I would just if a girl was into me and I wasn't into her I would say yeah sure and I would just like lead her on and like then it'd be awkward and I'd like ignore her and get even more awkward and it would just be like this whole like spiraling <laughs> mess where I could have just said something like hey you know let's be friends I don't think we should blah blah anymore than that period like and then she might be pissed off for a little bit but like in the long run every time you lead someone on you're just digging a deeper hole and eventually yeah. it's going to come back and you're going to get it's not going to be good so I think people appreciate honesty and it's just kind of a it's hard to do, to be honest and upfront, but you're going to be happy with it later on because you're not going to create this huge disaster. They're going to be happy because they're not let on. And it's just a good practice in general when you're, like, hanging out with people. Like, just be honest. Like, no one wants to be let on, and, like, that's the worst feeling in the world for both sides. I completely agree. Agreed. What about you, Ben? And people need to appreciate honesty. They can't, like, yeah. if you're honest and say, hey, I don't want to hang out, and be like, well, fuck you then. Like, yeah. people need to understand that, like, yeah. you're not their type. They're not your type. That's fine. Like, be honest. Move on. Yeah. For sure. I pre- I appreciate honesty, too, although it can be kind of uh, a brutal sword. Yeah, agreed. Would you rather have a girl say, I'm super into you, and then lead you on for six months? No. 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 But I'd, I'd rather... No. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather her just be like, yo, Steve, I like your beard and your eyes, but you're just not tall enough. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Um, I guess for me, I've never really... I, I don't think I've ever curved anybody. I just kind of ghost. Go. Oh, God. You're worst. Yeah. Ghosting just, is worse. Like, go, just, that's... 
how she followed up curving me was going ghost, which I still believe is a uh, shitty term because ghosts appear. That's how you know they're ghosts. <laughs> Otherwise, we're, how is she, they're just never there. Anyway, go on. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I just... Just disappear? Yeah, I, I, I don't lead off with anything, though. That's the thing. It's not. I'm not, like, teasing anything. I'm okay. just, like, I'm gone. Hmm. And, and I feel like it's pretty well known as well. It's not like I just, like, ghost out of nowhere. It does allow that person to put, like, some real separation between you two. And that's huge. And that's why I've been able to make friends with most of the people that I've separated with. Yeah. It's because it's just been, like, a very hard systemic break. I'm, like, a very big advocate of that. It's, like, you... It's just basically, like, putting a, like, a hot fire on the wound. Like, you just seal it. It hurts. Yeah, it does. But then afterwards, like, it heals up and it's fine. Hmm. It's not just, like, leaving a scab that you keep opening up. Interesting. Do you ever think that you're sealing on your side, but you're leaving it open on their side, where they think like they don't have anything? They don't. To they don't th- yeah, they don't think you're dumb. They just think like uh, that's what I. Like. I guess I. I guess selfishly, I always think, in my opinion, that I'm always like it. It's always done. You know what I mean? In my head, like there's no thought that like it could be interpreted any other way. See, I think it's like an open window thing. Like that's why I said like I hope she comes back around so I can lay into her because like I'd never know if she's gonna come back. She knows where I am. She found me again. She's found me before, and it's like <laughs> it's like she's it's like she's got my social. She's you know she knows how to find me on social media if she wants to. Like you know, it's funny when it when we stopped hanging out like. She unfollowed me on Instagram, and I told, like, this most brutal story about what happened, and then I would, like, be like, oh, and she also unfollowed me on Instagram, and everyone would always be like, like, oh, and I was like, is that really the worst part of that story? Um, But, yeah, you know, going ghost is is a whole different conversation. It's also different for guys and girls, because guys are expected to be persistent and, like, go after the girl, so, like, if a girl just, like, ignores you, then it's kind of like, well, maybe I'll try you in a month. Yeah. I'll try again in a month. I'll yeah. try again in a month. I agree with that. Yeah. But if a guy just stops, then all the activity stops. Yeah. Well, girls get more action, so they can kind of... Yeah. Yeah, they, they keep themselves busy, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Right. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go on to the next question. Yeah. Nick, will you do the honor? The name looks to be blank. The subject is capital X, Factor. Message. I am dating someone who is incredible at playing piano, and I never thought I'd find a trait sexier. Do you have any talent you think is sexy that is a big turn on for you guys? Smiley face. They put the weird space in the smiley yeah, face. Yeah, the smiley too. face is like a little. <laughs> there, it's like, like a big head. It's a big head. Yeah. Um, do you guys have like an ideal trait? Like, say you met a woman. Obviously, you two have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I am dating somebody, which is an update. But yeah. Uh, but do you think that there's a certain trait that if like a girl is like, oh, I blank, you would be immediately attracted to? Or if you found out about her. Like, I've da- for an example, like, I dated a girl that was a gymnast. And I did a lot of dancers, like, growing up. But, like, the gymnast factor, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, you stunted your growth, probably, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tr- it proved to be a crazy skill that she had in multiple forms, obviously. The bedroom to, like, even being, like, super active and always down to, like, go and try something new. Um, because she was always pushing herself as, like, a kid. But I've also dated a girl that played the piano, and their hands, man. That's all i got to say. But, like, you know, I love a good singing voice. Mm-hmm. I, if a girl can sing, I think that that's mad attractive, and I also think that, like, oh, man, cooking is a big thing for me. Like, if you know how to cook, but, like, cook, like, healthy food, and then also hit me with that, like, fried chicken shit, I'm all about it. But okay. those are, like, my four things. Those are, like, the holy four. 
And if you could shoot a fucking basketball, or you know what the fuck, like, a travel violation is, who I'm going to lock you down quick. Oh, my quick. God. Quick. <laughs> I'm telling I'm I'm putting that out there. <laughs> my Match.com profile is just what I'm interested in, knowledge about basketball. <laughs> ben? Um, for me, it's two things. It's being able to push me personally. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is being able to talk to family. Oh, wow. Like, that's a huge thing. I think like you're able to talk to like old ass people and like, <laughs> like communicate well to somebody else's family. That's like a huge turn on for me. Hmm. I just like that. That's crucial to me. Hmm. And that's something that I like to do as well is be able to speak to other people's family. Well, just like represent yourself. Well, it is a talent. It's difficult. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It, that, 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 that part is just huge for me and, and whoever I have is my significant other. Madison's fortunately like amazing at it. Like she is just so thoughtful. So it's just, it comes natural to her. So that was something that was initially like really attracting me to her as well. Yeah. I know your girlfriend, Nick is really good at beer pong. I don't think I've ever beat her at beer pong. And, and, probably, and snapper. And what's snapper? And baking. Yeah. She's a good, she's a good thrower. Oh, class. a good thrower. Yeah. Yeah. Baking. Yeah. Baking as well. Yeah. She, crushes it she's crushed lots it. of cookies she's crushed my dreams multiple times <laughs> down to one cup she somehow nails three in a row and all Nick does is just smile and look directly at me <laughs> I'm sure I'm talking some shit as well but yeah <clears throat> so for me I mean you know the first thing's obviously is like a girl's a, she can sing and she can dance and she can like do all the typical like girl stuff girl stuff right like that's that's always great so and like more also is like the negative traits are like once I see one negative trait, it's like veto. Like, you're done. Oh, wow. What so, would be, like, a negative trait? Uh, super whiny, like, really... Clingy. Like needy. Needy. I don't know. Just, you know, the bad yeah, traits. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Untrusting. Yeah. Untrusting, dumb, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, the traits in any human being, you'd be like, wow, you suck. Yeah. Um, but I think also, <clears throat> when someone is really good at anything, it's attractive. Like, if someone's a master of their craft... So, like, sports, if someone's really good at track and field or basketball or volleyball or whatever, shot put or whatever, whatever you know, she's good at, um, that's just very attractive. Or, like, really good at just, like, coding. Like, coding. And there's girls at our work who are good at coding. It's like, wow, that's super cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy how you put the, put the time in on, like, the hundreds of clicks. Of clicks yeah. to, like, you know, hours and hours and hours of making this happen. Which is really, which is pretty cool. And I think if anyone has the effort, you know, has the drive to be really good at something, sell at it. One of Courtney's friends is a really well-known um, equestrian. Oh wow! In California, so she like uh, rides horses and shows, and she, I think, won a couple big shows in high school. And so throughout college, she was training like really rich people in LA's horses, and like training their horses how to be like good uh, ponies. Jumping ponies. Yeah. I, guess. I, don't know, I don't know the technical term, um, but like that's really exciting too. Like she is one of the top in the world at what she does for her age division. Like that's super cool. And do you think that kind of translates into and especially sports, like the drive and the dedication yeah. and like you know the the um, the hunger and the competitiveness to like be good at you know track and field or like soccer or something like that carries on very well into the world of like something's hard oh shit like better hit it harder better keep going after it instead mm-hmm. of like oh this is tough so that kind of like motivation competitiveness like being able to be really good at something is hard and so like piano like that girl didn't get good at piano from you know playing like an time. hour an yeah. hour a month like she got good by playing like hours and hours a week 
mm-hmm. and like that kind of dedication, like that carries on to other things. And like if you're if you have that excellence in a certain area, I think regardless of what it is, it's attractive and like it's gonna be good. Yeah, I can love that. Love that. Love that. I also love when women love movies. I just want to tack that on. There you go. You know, I, I just enjoy going to see a movie. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like that's a lost art. In our community, you know, it's difficult. Everyone wants to be on their phone. I just want to fucking sit in a dark room for an hour and a half and not talk. Maybe hold hands, sneak in some brewskis, some popcorn. Mm. popcorn. Uh, I'm not a popcorn guy unless it's the Alamo Draft House. Then I'm getting snacks, beers, everything to my seat. Hey. She's there. I'm having a great time, but appreciate it. Shouts out to the girl that I dated that had a VHS collection. Amazing. Oh, what a waste mm-hmm. of space. I know what a waste of space. But Ocean's Eleven on VHS was sick. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna jump into the next question here. Uh, it's from comes from a person named Push. Subject: Moving. Message: How did you all come to be in the Bay? What advice would you give to someone desperately trying to move out of their hometown? What are the best forms of motivation that got you out? Love that question. Yeah. So for you guys, basically. How did you guys come to be up here, and what would you recommend to somebody who's looking to do the same? I'll start uh, pretty easily and quick. I moved up here because I wasn't happy being in the same place for my entire life. I was there for so long. Uh, everywhere I went, you know, I'd run into people that I knew, which was like not a bad thing, but we do live in like a city, but it is kind of like a small town. Like it's so easy to like bump into somebody everywhere mm-hmm. you go. So, and that still rings true today, even though a lot of people have left. So for me, I was just like, I need to move out. Like, I wasn't happy. I didn't feel motivated. I felt stuck. Like, literally, that was, like, the term I kept using. Like, just stuck in the same place. I had a decent job, and I was having a great time, you know. I had a girlfriend, but I needed something new, and I love San Francisco, and I wanted to just move. Like, I think if there's a city that you want to move to that you just feel drawn to, you should do it. Because if you fail, you're still young, especially, like, where we're at in our life. And, you know, you can... Always go home. That's the benefit. And I wanted to move out, so I did. And I sold my car. I sold a lot of my shit. And I just tried to make sure I had enough money for a couple of months and moved up here. And, you know, quit my job. And I was like, if I can move up to San... Literally, I tweeted this. I have a tweet that says this. Mm -hmm. Like, two nights before I moved up here. Uh If I could live in San Francisco and just make coffee at some shitty cafe for the rest of, like, my 20s, I'd be happy. And three weeks later, that's, like, kind of what I'm doing. It's not a shitty cafe, though. But uh, <laughs> he purposely makes the coffee as terrible yeah, yeah. as possible. Just it's because I just... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, mad cool that kind of, like, that prophecy came true. And I think as long as you're willing to put the effort and drive into, like, getting out, even if you do have to sell your car or, like, sell your bed frame and just, like, sleep on a sleeping bag, like, fucking push yourself. Try something. Like, you, you'll never know if you don't try. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I moved. I wanted to be somewhere else, and I loved it up here. It's a very motivating place. Nick, what, how do you feel? Um, so I moved up to San Francisco because that's one of the, the first jobs I got at UCLA. I applied to a bunch of places. I was freaking out because people don't... I mean, that's kind of a stereotype is that college grads don't get jobs afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just picked the first job I could. Uh, I was up here. Pretty, pretty adamant on like staying in SoCal, but like... This is, you know, not too far north. Mm-hmm. Still in California, yeah. so I thought I'd... Still in California is a big key. Yeah. Um, but I would say that change is good. Like, rarely is staying in the same situation and doing the same thing day, day after day a good scenario. 
Like you, you learn more as a person, you grow, new experiences change who you are and add more perspective to kind of your worldview. Yeah. And I think that if it's even crossing your mind of like, hey, I should change, like you probably should. Um, especially hometowns where like, you know, my family is pretty, pretty all encompassing. So it's nice to kind of get away and kind of create my identity. So being able to try a new thing, I mean, who, you know, I'm not probably going to stay in SF forever. Like maybe I'll go, who knows? Like there's so many big cities in America that are awesome and abroad and this, the world is such a big place that I think if you don't move, you're going to regret it in 10 years. And the twenties is the time to make mistakes. Like yeah. You can make mistakes and change jobs until you're, you know, even, you know, super late, but I've heard people, a lot of people say twenties is the time to find what you want to do. And thirties is the time to like get, get really good at it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. take the, take the jump, make a change, try something new, and like you're not going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And Ben, I love this. Yeah. Tell me the story. <laughs> I mean, for me, a consistent thing in my life is just consistently making myself uncomfortable. Like I love <laughs> that feeling of like you can drop me anywhere in the map and I'll figure it out. So when the opportunity of San Francisco arose, it kind of came through with. I mean, unfortunately, Sam's. Sad Boy Studios. Yeah, with that whole scenario. Um, he was like, hey, I have a spot in my house, you know? And ever since, like, junior year, when I got really involved in the raw denim scene, I was like, San Francisco's the place I need to be. You know, I, I just had this notion in my head, I, I need to go there. And, too, like, being in Isla Vista is the most beautiful thing in the world, but it just, you get... you get Wrecked. Yeah, you, you get over it. Burnt out. Yeah, exactly. Burnt out is the perfect thing. Four years is a long time. Yeah, and I, and I use that four years... To the fullest. Exactly. So there was no room for me to like push myself even further. So I was like, I need to get out as quickly as possible. Sam, who's been my best friend since first grade, I was like, all right, I'm down. So it was kind of an easy move for me. But I mean, I now looking back a year later, like that was such an aggressive move. Two weeks out of college, yeah. just totally changed my, my situation, my friend group. Everything that I knew as regular life was totally flipped on its head. So it was really hard, and honestly, I'm so happy I did it. Yeah. Because now I've become such a bigger person because of it, and I've just grown a lot. Address your question, like, what are the best forms of motivation for you to get out? I mean, this is, in my in my opinion, true to whatever you want to do. Like, you have to want to do it. Whether it's you want to quit something, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to eat right, whether you want to pick up playing basketball, like, you got to want to do it. A lot of people are going to tell you things that you should do. So it's nothing's as powerful as your inner will. So if you want to move somewhere, do it. Make anything happen to have it have so, if that even makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest motivation is yourself. And for me, that that was what what it was. Well, I'm glad we're all here. Cheers. Yeah. Shouts out to Wine. Cheers. Thank you. And Little OC. Little OC. And I'm glad we're all in a pretty decent spot in our lives, you know? I'm glad that we're, like, people that could go home potentially and be, like, you know, have something to update people on. Yeah. Pretty great. And, Nick, ask your, your question to the group. And this will be <laughs> the last thing we dive into just because this is, like, so fun and, like, uh, yeah. yeah, we can, we can, I, I, I like it. We have okay, it's so super it. random. But yeah. Um, but... There's a show on MTV. It's called yeah. Catfish. It was a movie first. Though. It was a movie. Yeah, it was a documentary. Saw it with Kyle. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a documentary about like one one story or something. It's like it's about Neve. Oh we? yeah, yeah, Neve because yeah. Neve gets catfish. Yeah, he gets catfish. Yeah, yeah, by that old lady. Okay. Oh. So, anyways, Neve uh, something Shulman Shulman on MTV has a show called Jewish? Catfish. He, oh, they're both Jews. Oh, yeah. The hottest oh. Jewish you've ever oh, let's seen. Let's go. 
And uh, basically the show, the premise of the show, or what, what catfishing is, is when someone like pretends, to be, pretends someone to be someone else on Facebook and like, or whatever social media and tries to like reach out to people and like date them over the internet. Mante Teo is yeah. a great example of a catfish. So mm-hmm. some guy like stole some pictures of a girl, pretended to be this girl on Facebook and had his relationship with this uh, famous linebacker from Hawaii or something, right? Was why? Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Steve on the sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the question that I was thinking was catfished. Do you know anyone who's been catfished? Have you um, have you seen it? What do you know? What do you know about it? Any experiences with that? Um, do you tell your your story first? Okay. Um, so I actually have two people that I know who have been not catfished, but they've had their identity stolen oh. by other people. So the first one was a girl also from Huntington Beach, where we're from. And I guess this person, like, stole a bunch of her pictures and was, like, reaching out to all these dudes, like, trying to hook up with them and, like, start Ugh. Facebook relationships. And this girl, like, caught her multiple times and, like, couldn't get her to stop. And she'd, like, keep creating new things and, like, catfishing people. Um, and I think she tried to do some sort of, like, legal action and, like, get the police involved. But I don't think it went anywhere because it's the hard internet. To claim. Yeah. Exactly, the internet. Um, so that's one of the stories, which is kind of sad. And the other story is um, this other girl that I know who one of her so she was catfished also she had multiple guys like hey like i think someone is using your profile to like try to hook up with me and date me or whatever and so she examined it and she heard that from like multiple guys reached out to her and like found her real profile and like hey what the hell like who's this person and eventually she did some digging and found out through however she found out that it was actually one of her very close male friends who was stealing her pictures like and he kept stealing new ones and new ones and new ones. It wasn't like yeah. he was, you know, someone stole it, you know, one one day a year ago. It was like you every couple updated. weeks That's there was like a new update. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they got in a huge fight and she, you know, yelled it, yelled at him and like, you know, basically said, you're dead to me now. Like, never talk to me again. You're an asshole. So like some real shit. And like, yeah. it's crazy to be in that situation. I just, my heart goes out to them. It's like, yeah. someone is literally taking your identity and like. Just perverting it and doing whatever the hell they want, and there's nothing you can do about it. Especially if it's your friends who like, yeah. It's not your public profile; it's your personal profile, yeah. and like, they have access to everything, and they like know about you, so they can like really make it real. As a fan of the show, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, what would you say about this? I love catfish. Um, I don't watch <laughs> so a lot. Of, I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but that is like some of the most entertaining reality TV ever. There's actually an HB episode. That you guys should watch. Really? A, yeah, a catfish episode with the, the where the catfish lives in Huntington Beach. Some real bullshit. Like how it's set up is really bullshit. Like the, the you know they meet up with a dude and he's like surfing at the beach. Blah blah blah. It's pretty brutal. But oh, the the wine spill. I feel like things have changed. Like I remember back when MySpace was a thing. Like I'd have like random hot girls hit me up and I'd like talk to them and like be all flirty and stuff. Yeah. And like I think I realized even then like. I don't know if this is a hot girl. Like, there's only three pictures, yeah. and they're all like really weird. Like, like I, I you know, that was like early catfish. Early, that was early internet. Had, dude. That yeah, was, yeah. yeah, that was before we had a term for it. For neat, dude. Yeah, that was before neat. Yeah. And such now, a, yeah, and now we have a version of it, like the show, which I love. And it's just like, you know, how how often does it really happen? All the time. But I don't think it's a. I think it really takes like a level of intelligence from the person. Like, a lot of these people that do get catfished, like, to <laughs> yeah. be honest, are from, uh, like, you know, Montana 
or whoa, like whoa, live whoa, live in hey, whoa 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 what's wrong with Montana? nothing I'm just saying like a lot of these people don't have like big cities or stuff to meet people so they try to meet people through the internet and they fall in love and you know sometimes the only way you, which is what the show all is completely about to find out if these people are real or not is to do mad investigative work and go and try to meet up with that person and have those two people meet uh, I, how much money do you think Neve and Max are giving these people like there's no way these guys are like Hey, we want to talk to you in person. Like, are you down to chat? And they're just like, yeah, sure, let's chat. Like, you have to give them a boatload of money for them to like no, not a be on television and be like, keep hey, it... I'm actually a dude, and like, I've ruined your life for the last two years. Well, keep in mind, like, these people are online doing this, getting called out on TV. Like, no matter what, like, you could take a person's voice and use it, and like all that fake Facebook stuff. Like, that's technically like doing half the cops work for him. I, I, I don't know if they're giving him a buttload of money, but everyone from that show is getting a, a little I just don't know raise. why you would like a, a, agree to be on that show. If you're like a, a massive manipulator dickhead. You know? Cleanse yourself. I think yeah. it's, yeah, it's like that's where most people come from on the show. It's like, yeah, I mean, I've held course. this out for so long. Like, I do want to meet this other person who they know is real because they've been talking to them. And, you know, sometimes, like, I don't want to spoil it, but like maybe like thirty percent of the time they are real people. Mm-hmm. They're just like mad, embarrassed, or they have like a kid, or like there's like weird stuff going on. So, and, go and, on. I, and I would say a lot of people too at that point don't actually realize what it's like to be on TV. Yeah, if somebody's been on TV accidentally. Like it's just kind of like you don't really realize the impact that it has until after. Like especially being on this podcast right now, like you yeah. don't really realize how far your voice is going to go. Yeah. So it's like for those people, it's just kind of like. Mm-hmm. They don't really realize what they're getting themselves into until they're already under contract and under the lens. Like season three of Catfish, come on, you gotta know. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's the thing. Is like you gotta know, but they go like that's the thing is they've had to evolve the show too. Like they've had to go in to like find like Some really niche catfish. Like you know, people are still getting catfished all over the time. People aren't that smart out there. Shouts out to all my dum dums, but I'm just <laughs> saying like you know, pe- people aren't that. S- smart about getting catfish but like there's still people that are finding crazy ways to manipulate people and those are like you know people want to be in love man like it doesn't take yeah. much to convince someone that mm. you know you just gotta be there for people yeah, yeah. people will people will believe a lot if you yeah. also my favorite on the show is like the stories they tell of like we're actually gonna meet last summer and we actually had it all set up I was gonna go on his boat he had this big yacht he's gonna I take flew me out. all the way there I flew all the way there and I'm waiting at the dock and then I get a call he's in the ER yeah he got hit by like a school bus <laughs> <laughs> like all these crazy stories yeah. what, what hospital you rattle come get you oh do they had to like fly me up to like Vancouver yeah. specialist <laughs> yeah. Yeah. school bus specialist he's half mechanic half these elaborate stories you can tell like oh like Oh, okay, this but like is, still kind yeah. of a, the best part of the show is like these people telling the story, right? And then Neve and Max just sit there going, "Jesus, fuck. <laughs> they're like, how do you not know?" But there's parts where they're complex, and it's like mad funny to watch these dudes that like are so good at their fucking job, like not be good at their job for a yeah. second, and just get on like a weird ass trip with like someone that they just met, and they're super nice guys, but yeah. like mm-hmm. you know. Guiding someone to finding someone that they've been in love with—that's yeah. the thing. Is it's not so much the catfish. Like, who gives a fuck about the catfish? It's about the person who you're like invested in the whole show. Yeah. Shouts out to catfish. If you if you ever just like a little drunk off the wine and the Bachelorette isn't good enough this season and you want to fucking kick back fuck and watch on. some hot reality TV, 
watch Catfish on Amazon. So I feel better about yourself. Yeah, it's, my favorite yeah, shows, that's my favorite shows to feel better about myself is Catfish and like Extreme Hoarders. Oh yeah, specifically Extreme Hoarders like Animal Editions. Oh There's no. someone like hoarding like hundreds of cats in their apartment. And they're oh, mad sick. Goodness. I hate watching the cats <sighs> get sick. So let's get into recommendations really quick. Let's uh, talk about what got you guys through the week. I'll start. My biggest thing is we spent a beautiful day in the park on Sunday, mm-hmm. and. What got me through the week, guys, is the next day I went and bought myself a Frisbee. Mm. Mm. I love tossing that disc. How many, how many grams? Uh, 150. Uh, I wanted a nice two, but 150 seemed to work for the, for the situation. Took it out. Uh, me and the lady friend tossed it around the park. It's great. And I bought an indoor one that's like a Tron disc. Like, it's mm. missing the middle, yeah, and it just glides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the wind, you know, out here in San Francisco is not ideal. But, you know, you get a nice beach day or something, you can, you can take it out for a rip. But I just liked getting out and being active. Like, spending a whole day outside was so much fun, even though I got fucking hella sunburned. It was, like, it was a great time to, like, be outside with my friends and just kind of, like, take my shoes off and get a little dirty and not give a fuck. And, like, you know. Hmm? Yeah. What, what got you through the week, Ben? Um, this week, actually, I got reached out to by a really old friend, Joan Hanawi. Don't know him, but go on. Um, Joan is... Probably one of the most interesting humans I know. Uh, she's, I, I, I guess, besides interesting, one of the most intelligent. Uh, she did a whole gap year in between. She got accepted to UCLA, took a gap year, went and uh, did uh, community work over in Africa. Um, she told me about a friend who's looking to start a podcast pretty soon. Oh. And she sent me an email, looped me in, and was just kind of like, hey, I see you guys are doing really good things with the podcast. My friend's looking to start one, too. What do you guys have to recommend? And just, like, to, I guess, selfishly, like, be at that point, you know? Like, I still feel, Steve, like, we are, we're, we're doing pretty well. Yeah. But there's still, like, a lot we can improve on. Like, of we're course. not nearly there. You know, it's funny. I just want to bring this up lightly. We were actually, like, walking around uh, the night before my birthday party, <coughs> and there was a live podcast recording. Yeah. At the Regency. And there was a line, Nick, I'm telling you, two blocks long. On Polk. For yeah. for a live podcast recording, who who was the podcast? It was called Kind of Funny. It's a video game podcast based in the city. Yeah, it was mind blowing. Like us. we were like, "Yo, who the fuck is playing here?" Everybody now? had t shirts. Everybody was super jazzed to be there. They were drunk. Like it yeah. was like the awesome. best crowd you could really yeah. think of. And we were like, "Damn, they're all here to see a podcast." Yeah. So like podcasts are big right now. Yeah, and they're we're the Wild Wild West, baby. It is the Wild yeah. Wild West. You yeah, can say true. whatever the fuck you want. There's like, you know, shouts out to the NRA. There's some really ignorant podcasts. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, fuck. Podcasts for everything. What, what, what's some of her questions? Like, do, did she have some? You want to pull them up real yeah, quick? Yeah, I'll, the I'll pull them up real quick. Because um, I'm pretty knowledgeable about at least getting this up. I, yeah. I've had multiple podcasts, but this is the first one, like, on iTunes, anything like that. So, I mean, I guess this is another question for yeah. all of us. Um, she said, hi Benjamin, thank you so much for your willingness to help I love your podcast, super cool I especially love how you talk so honestly and simply And have just a real conversation Well, thank you, her name's Tali Oh, beautiful um, So on that note, I'm, I'm tempting to start a podcast with stories Interviews of individuals I've met Especially abroad and more specifically with children um, Here's just a few questions I have Feel free to answer some or all of them I know realistically I cannot commit to doing a podcast every week. How often do you recommend posting in order to get a following? I would say... Every week. Every week. Yeah. To get a following, it's every week, and then you can push it to every two. Um, I would say at least say... At least don't set a date to post. 
just post when you want to post, but never wait more than 10 days. That's perfect. I think that's a good window. I, I totally agree with that. Um, what's the next one? Is it necessary to put the podcast on iTunes? No. It's easy to put the podcast on iTunes, so you just need an RSS feed. So you could go on SoundCloud and get one of those. You can go on uh, – you could even use Google Drive as an really? RSS feed. Yeah. All right. Uh, we use Squarespace. It was only like 80 bucks to sign up. For the this year. Is a, for the year, yeah. yeah. I have unlimited page posts. I can. They gave us a free iTunes RSS feed, a free website too when I signed up, a domain name, which Two Broke for Therapy, believe it or not, was not taken. So, Hell yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy like how easy it is to actually get on iTunes. You just have to submit it. Um, there's a lot of great YouTube videos and just simple Google Sheets to look up if you want to get more fine details on it. But it's not that hard. I suggest it. Right. I would recommend doing iTunes. Like me personally, I I just kind of I'm pretty new to the, the yeah. podcast game, and so I actually use the podcast app. app yeah, so do with I. your phone, and I'm pretty sure you need to be on iTunes yeah. to access yeah. that. I'm, most people who are not like hardcore podcasters who have like a separate uh, a separate native app to do yeah. that, like they're probably going to use iTunes. So I, I would recommend doing that. Yeah, for, I my, my, for my naive like no, no, intro. that's the thing is I always recommend people use the most used source for anything. So mm-hmm. you know, podcasting is the best way to get yourself out there, but you need to be on iTunes because that's the best platform for everybody to hear it. Like my mom knows where to find our podcast because she has that app on her phone. Yep. If I told my mom go to soundclap.com, check out <laughs> Two Broke for Therapy, she'd be, she'd be like, shut down. I don't know. Um, and then also it's about how well you promote it. If you promote it or you get people to like get behind it a little bit, that always helps to spread the word. Yeah, do some Google AdWords campaigns, do some Facebook ads. Yeah, and engage people that Buy some have stickers, illegally slap them on things. Exactly. Yeah. Business cards. Hashtags, make a hashtag. All right, two more questions. Uh, what equipment do you use? I use a little voice recorder that I once had for college courses. But I rebought the same one. What kind is it? Uh, it is a Sony voice recorder. You could Google it. It was like 80 bucks on Amazon. Um, if you don't like that, you can always try to get a blue microphone. Those are mad cheap. They're like 70 bucks. Plug straight into your computer and just use GarageBand to record. Um, we're going to probably upgrade very soon. I'm talking to my mom tomorrow about finances for my birthday. That's the gift. Hey. That's the gift. She loves the podcast. Shouts out to Mama Mama Baker. She uh, she puts in work in. Mama Baker, Mama Hart. Mama Hart. Mama. Oh, yeah. Mama Simmons. She's not in it yet. <laughs> She's not in it yet. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, got some great feedback from, from Tracy, so thank you on that, uh, Sam's mom. That's all we need. That's all we need. And then what's the last question? Uh, what is the best way to engage listeners beyond that? What is the best way to get out the podcast to the correct audience? Twitter, uh, utilize hashtags and tags on your actual podcast. Like when I post it, I have to put advice, you broke for therapy, Stephen Baker, Vince Simmons, and then advice, <laughs> comedy, um, you know, music, mix, Xanderwave, like all those tags. If you Google that on the iTunes podcast store, like you will find our podcast. Yeah. yeah use keywords. Keywords and Twitter is always a great way. Yeah. Post a and tweet. just involve people that you want to mesh with their audiences. R slash yeah. podcast is a great thing too. I've posted mm-hmm. multiple times on R slash podcast just like, check out my podcast, You Broke for Therapy, an advice podcast where 20-somethings put their phones down and talk about life's problems, yeah. which is the summary of our show. And I guess last thing is any general tips or thoughts? Just put yourself out there. Be open and honest and experiment. Like if you have to record three episodes before you get the uh, – format down do it i mean people have gone back to our podcast and listened to the first episode and then worked their way back to 
where you're at now listening like and I don't think that that's ideal but you know people are going to discover it how they discover it and I think all you can do is be honest and put in the effort it's Mm -hmm. I've had plenty of podcasts that have failed because I've just stopped giving a shit and that's why I really have been here because there's someone to hold me accountable as well and yep. it's it's a big benefit as well as like all the two broke for therapy family of course. Was she um, gonna do this by herself? Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'm not sure. Inter- it sounds yeah. like her by herself doing interview style yeah. stuff. Yeah, which you know is always super easy to plan. That makes it even easier to set up because you could do it on your schedule. Like me and Ben do it every Wednesday because it's what works for us. Yeah, but that also allows a lot more pitfalls. It's like if you're not pushing yourself to do it, you can totally skip out on a week. Exactly, like and that's the day. biggest thing is like. Every Tuesday or Wednesday, I know that Steven's going to hit me with a text or I'm going to hit him with a text being like, who's on the show this week? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Let's make this shit happen. And I, guess, and, and I agree, Steve. The biggest tip is to get somebody who's just as invested in it with you as you are. Yeah. So whether that's your producer, whether that's a co-host, whether that's just your best friend who's going to text you and say like, hey, when's the next podcast coming out? Right. I, know, yeah. I know that text especially is the most motivating thing I have. When people are like, hey, when's the new episode coming out? I heard you talk to this person. Or, yeah. hey, when, when are you going to put this out? Just yeah. Trevor, ask. every Friday, where's the art? Yep, where's, like, the, where's art? the art? Where's the art? And I'm like, fuck, Sam, where's the mix? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Nick, what got you through the week this week? Uh, it could be TV shows, it could be anything. Game of Thrones is pretty good this week. It was pretty good Game this week. Game of Thrones just makes me so happy, I'm like... Yeah, it's closer to Sunday. I'm glad that, that we just like we're sitting there and we're like, let's watch the new episode. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, I had a great time with it, and what well, a great setting. You know, it's also got me through this week. Wow. My girlfriend. I kind of touched on this before. My girlfriend <laughs> is. Uh, we both went to university together, and we've been uh, long distance, medium distance. She's like only less than five hours. Yeah, it's like six. a six-hour drive, one-hour flight. Long. That's yeah. long. It's, I would say medium. Forty-five she's not in, She's not in fucking London or something. That's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, like long distance girlfriend. We've done that for two years, and now she's moving up to San Francisco. Whoa! Yeah. So that's good. That's making me excited. We have some stuff to look forward to. We got to hang out on weekdays. That's crazy. Oh yeah. man! Whoa, dude! Yeah. Adjustment. Yeah. Congratulations. Good stuff. They're cool. Wow. That's she's huge. gonna fuck me up on beer pong even more now. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> we get more baked goods too. So hell yeah, more cookies for you. Oh. Payoffs. Does she make a good oatmeal raisin? Oh, she crushes oatmeal raisin. Oh, I love oatmeal. That's my favorite cookie. Is that weird? No, I don't know. Okay. People, dude, I tell that to... No, she makes a lot of like oatmeal chocolate chip. Yeah. Oatmeal ra- I think I'm more oatmeal chocolate chip than anything, but... Yeah. I talk... So, go on. Sweet so, fire. I mean, I know this is what got you through the week, so... Nick, what would be your top two pieces of advice for somebody who's doing distance as well? Ooh. Ooh. Um, so... The biggest thing I think has really helped us is that we don't fight at like at all, which is great. Like we're very rational, even tempered, which is very helpful because if we did fight, that'd be a hard thing to do long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so I'm in SF and she was in LA, so it's only like an hour flight, which is pretty pretty good. So never that expensive. Not too much, around a hundred bucks, um, and so we try to see each other like every other weekend. And so that really helps to get that FaceTime and, like, actually be able to be in each other's presence. Uh, That's like some Don Draper shit. Four times a month or four days a month. That's pretty good. Um, But I think it's just out of, like, trust and respect. We've never had any trust issues. Like, we're on the same page about stuff. Like, like we're we're very similar in that we, like, we need to get shit done. And, like, we both have very uh, 
long hour jobs. So we're able to kind of, it's a good distraction for us. And I'm able, you know, for the first six months I started at my new job, which is like an SF tech company. So it's a lot of long hours and I was staying pretty much to like eight or nine every single night, which is totally fine. Cause I wasn't like having somewhere to go back to. And so it was a, it was a good distraction. Like we hang on the weekends, we, you know, text all day long, but then I could like focus on work and it was, yeah, cry during the week and have fun on the weekends. Exactly. So it was a good distraction to have, um, and we try to see each other a lot. I think that helped. Excellent. Fun. And the times yeah. we did have together were fantastic. And every t- every single time I'd leave her apartment, or she'd leave my apartment, and be like, "Damn, that was awesome. She's awesome." San Francisco and LA, not a bad place to spend a weekend either. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So much to do. Yeah. Change yeah. the scene up. I yeah. love it. Great. Great. And let's plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Um, so you can follow me at Stephen Baker 8 on Twitter. Stephen with a PH Baker is in the profession and 8 as in the number. You can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at TBFT Podcast, as well as always submit questions and feedback and all that good stuff at twobrokefortherapy.com. And please rate, subscribe, uh, and send us your feedback and just post or anything like that about us. And it's, it'd be a big help. But mostly if you rate us on iTunes this week, that'd be great. I'd love to get our star rating out there so uh, people can see that as well. I think we need like 25 more people to do it before we actually get like a uh, like nice source number that they can actually uh, nice. put together a star rating for us. Yeah. So, Nick. Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter. My, uh, my handle is at Nick's Panel. Nick's Panel. I need to follow Nick. I don't follow yeah, yeah. Nick's Panel. N-I-C-K-S-P-A-N-E-L. Wow. Nick's, Nick's Panel. Yeah. I like the, I like the reference. Yeah. I like the play on words. Yeah. I, uh, there's a play on words the company I work at. It's called Mixed Panel. <laughs> My name's Nick, so it's My name's Nick's Nick. Panel. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah. That's oh, it. great. Go cool. for it. Um, Steve, I don't know if you're giving me the Chayton disc all day, but uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Benjamin Simons. It's Simon. It is Simon. Not Simmons? Nope. Where where have I been all day? I this is like the only day I've it. ever forgot this, I think. Love it. Is it Simon's? It is Simon's. Oh, you're joking. I thought you were being... Yeah, I literally thought you were just... But the last one, I was like, there's no way he doesn't think <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm just confused. I think it's the Shiraz. Oh. It's got me, uh, it's got me co- confused. It's all good. It's okay. Well, great. <laughs> Twitter at Benjamin Simon's. B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-S-I-M-O-N-S. Okay. Um, follow me on Twitter, or on Instagram as well, at Benessy, B-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y underscore. That's about it for me. Yeah. Follow me at Instagram at that McFly, D-A-T McFly. Great birthday photos on Great birthday Instagram. photos. Damn it. Ben, I'm so embarrassed. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm literally soaking in it right now. <laughs> oh, great. Well, and also, new mix from Xander Wave. I think this is a selection from my birthday. Uh, this is... It was a great time. Uh, again, I had so much fun. It was, a, it was a blessing to have all my friends there and people that I fuck with. So, thanks for everybody that comes out. And thanks for Sam and Xander Wave. You can always find them on SoundCloud at Xander Wave. And we've had a lot of people that will be like, oh, he doesn't have a SoundCloud. And I'm like, he has a SoundCloud. Yeah, he does. So SoundCloud, Xanderwave. SoundCloud. X-A-N-D-E-R dot W-A-V. And Twitter, X-A-N-D-E-R no dot W-A-V. Yeah. Check out the mix. Fuck with us next week. We'll be back. Shout out to Josh Bernstein. Shirtless in the room. Nick, are you sweaty? I'm always sweaty. Bang! (laughs) (laughs) Let's live.
anymore, more. Who is knocking at my door, door? All the faces that I know, jam at them so sunny and I don't wanna say goodbye to you. So I'll just say goodnight to you. My people, no goodbyes to you. Oh, I'm just gonna say goodnight. Right now, I can see it so vivid, like it was just yesterday, like I could relive it. Me and my grandparents on a field trip, and I'm the little kid trying to test the exhibits, but it'll fade before I get to get a hold of that. Man, I wish I could stop time like a photograph. Every joke that they told, I know to laugh. Man, man, I wouldn't let a moment pass. What do it mean when you dream that you're falling? What do it mean when you dream that you're balling? What do it mean when you never dream at all and you don't really? know cause you can't recall them it's sort of fly you get a chance to say hi to people you never get a chance to say bye to maybe you could pull them up out of your dreams into real life real life if you try to so close so close so far so far so far so far no cigar we can't dwell on the past all we got is today so i'ma live like it's no tomorrow no
word. You know what I mean? I gotta let knowledge be heard.
DJ's gonna kill this part. Rufio on the beat. Yes, make sure you have make the cipher complete. Nothing. You never seen nothing like this. Splash brothers with the aim. I wish a nigga would, boy. A nigga sleeping with your missus. Nigga call me Young Mellow. Cause scoring is my shit, boy. CP3 cause I be dishing and handling a rock. Chef cooking with the pot, boy. It's all about the motherfucking money. 